listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. Um, again, my, my heart is just overflowing with joy on this really wonderful feast day of Our Lady, the Assumption. And um, I, I often have a struggle and a frustration. I'm having it again today. I just so much I want to say, but it is a, a mass homily. You know, it's not a class. So please forgive me if I just overwhelm you. If you ever tried to take a drink out of a fire hydrant, it's like, okay. Um, but it's just really a great day that we remember that fourth glorious mystery of the rosary, this amazing mystery when at the end of her life, God assumed the Blessed Virgin Mary into heavenly glory, body and soul. And um, this is a day, maybe some of you have memories when you were younger, when there were Marian devotions, that all of the Marian shrines throughout the world, people have been doing walking pilgrimages to get to the shrine for tomorrow's feast day. And then um, the, the crowning of the statue of the Virgin Mary and uh, the rosary and just so many of these expressions of love and devotion and faith that are, are a big part of the feast days of Mother Mary, especially today. And um, it's really something beautiful. It really is something beautiful. Um, so one of the uh, teachings that really came out of the Vatican Council, Vatican II, particularly about Our Lady, is really worth noting. Um, and that is this, that anything we believe about Mary, anything that's been revealed, the graces that God gave her, um, it always teaches us something about Jesus. So you would never want to consider Mother Mary as God. She's not God. We don't worship her. We only worship God. She is a creature. She's a chosen vessel. She is beloved of God in such a special way, the daughter of God, the father, the spouse of God, the Holy Spirit, the mother of God, the son. She is the image of the church. She is the church in person. And um, anything that that's, we believe about Mary, the graces that she received, including today's feast day, it always needs to be understood in the light of Jesus, the Savior. Like, how does this feast day, what does it teach us about Jesus, about God? And that also, secondly, everything we believe about Mary, it always teaches us something about the church. It always, and then by saying the church, I mean each one of us as well. There's something there to help us to understand our journey. Those are the two great um, points of reference for anything that we believe about Mary. It's always related to Jesus and to the church, to, to the Christians. Um, it's always understood in that context. That was a, a tremendous insight that came out of Vatican II. And uh, all these years later, we're still trying to unpack it. So very briefly, today's feast day, when Mary's life was over, God assumed her into heaven, body and soul. It teaches us about the, the resurrection of Jesus. When Jesus was not assumed into heaven, he ascended into heaven because as God, he ascended of his own power, the king of the universe enthroned at the right hand of God the Father. Mary is assumed. So that word implies that she did not do this on her own power, that it was the Holy Trinity, God himself, who 
brought her into heaven. And it, it teaches us that the resurrection of Jesus is not just some event, like a strange event that happened in history. We're not sure what it means for us. See, the resurrection of Jesus is waiting for us. We will be raised. That's why Christians, we have such a, a reverence for the body. Because as humans, God created us body and soul. And at the end of time, when Jesus returns in glory, we will receive the fullness of redemption, not just the redemption of our souls. We will receive the redemption of our entire humanity, which includes our bodies. That's why we have such a reverence for the body. You know, when people are alive, but even after they die, the way we treat the body with the funeral and the burial, that's where it's coming from. Today's feast day proclaims that truth to us. That the, the resurrection of Jesus wasn't just something that happened to him and isn't that interesting. No, that Jesus is going to lead all of us into the full victory. You heard me use the word victory in the readings. So the victory of God over sin, over death, over the devil, over evil. That we're being invited to share that victory. And we will even share that victory in our bodies. So what happened to Mary reminds us of Jesus' resurrection and ascension, but it also reminds us what's waiting for us at the end of time. Certainly when we die, our soul goes before God, but at the end of time, somehow we will be like Jesus. We will have a glorified body. We will be in heaven, body and soul. Okay, but another way of looking at this, this is something I've really been ruminating in my prayer over the last week, that today's feast day, the assumption of Mary, it kind of, if you look at Mary's life, this is kind of like the final moment. We're not sure if she died or not. There's some controversy over that. Did she die and then was assumed or was she assumed before she died? The church is not pronounced on that particular question, but at the end of her life, she was assumed into heaven, body and soul. And this was um, the last thing. And in, and in that way, we could say that today is a great feast day to remember that we all have a destination. The assumption of Mary into heaven with her body and soul, this was her finally getting to her destination. And that, that idea of the destination is very deep in the whole Bible. It's one of those big themes that in this life we are going somewhere. The Catechism words it like this, that God has created life on this earth in the state of journeying. Isn't that true? And so you could think of like a destination. And I'll tell you, uh, in the past when I was younger, I would do these walking pilgrimages that people are doing all over Poland and Mexico. And we have one that we do to the Shrine of Our Lady of Chestahova in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. And I'll never forget walking for seven days with a couple of thousand people and how we were reminded that the Bible teaches us that this life is a pilgrimage. We have a destination that we're going towards. We're on a journey. There is a, a, a path. It's a metaphor by which we can understand what is this life about. I need that. I need those metaphors. And this is one of the big ones. What is our destination? And I'll tell you, I never forget there were moments of frustration and there were moments of being uncomfortable. You're walking and you're living in a tent every night and the food was a little different from what I was used to. And um, it was hot and then it would rain, and, right? And it was these things that we went through, but it was beautiful because we went through it together. I wasn't just me on my own, like, where am I going? You know, with a map out. I was with the church. It's, isn't it a great metaphor that in this life, 
That's what it means to be a member of the church is that we're in this together. We need to be aware and conscious of helping other people on this pilgrimage and allowing others to help us. This communion that we have with our families, with our friends, with our parish, with our fellow pilgrims. And I'll never forget that first time I did this walking pilgrimage, uh, when we finally got to the shrine, it's a big, beautiful church in, in Doylestown, big, beautiful church up on top of a hill. We, there was a sense of accomplishment. There was a sense of relief. We finally made it. And we were there and we were singing beautiful songs, you know, praising God. And, you know, by this time there was about 10,000 of us and people had joined on. And here we go together processing up into this church. And when we got to the church, the church was absolutely packed. Well, I don't know how many people, but the doors opened and you come into this building and it's a big, beautiful shrine and it's just packed with people. And the people are cheering and clapping, welcoming us. And you're just, you know, you've gone through this journey and you just feel so incredibly humbled and overwhelmed. And there's a sanctuary, the altar, the tabernacle, and above the tabernacle, the icon of the mother of God holding the baby Jesus, Our Lady Jehovah. And I'll tell you, it was almost like a mini preview of the moment of death. The moment of death. That is our destination. We are journeying towards that moment. It's on the calendar somewhere. We don't know, but God knows. And when we die, in our journey, our race, our pilgrimage of life is now over. We will be ushered through that threshold, not into a church, but into the house of God. The church is supposed to symbolize the house of our Father. And there will be all the angels and all the saints to welcome us, cheering for us that we made it, that we ran the race, that we completed the journey. That's our destination. And that is what we celebrate today on this feast day of Our Lady of the Assumption, that moment that's waiting for us, the, the uh, place that we are journeying towards, the house of our Father. Isn't that beautiful? I mean, this is just such an overwhelmingly beautiful feast day. And boy, I just want to encourage you to maybe take a little extra time today and tomorrow to pray the rosary and maybe put some flowers in front of an image of Mother Mary and to take a moment to pause and to think about where are we going? How are we going to get there? And uh, that we journey together as a church towards the house of our Father. The prayers and the encouragement of Mary, our mother, and all the angels and saints. Amen. You've been listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, The Renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. Thank you.